Welcome back to the Moral Hangover Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Dombrowski, and I'm joined by producer Victoria Bruno. Right now in the, I don't even know what we call this area, the tri-state area of PA, New York, the East Coast, we are experiencing a snowstorm. And you know what dawned on me today is that there are no longer snow days when you're working from home. It is the worst. I did not realize that until today because but which it actually reminds me of in high school, we would have snow days, which is, I don't know if your high school did this or not. They might have. They would give us work on our days off. They would say, they oh, would? check the, uh, yes. They would say, check the blackboard. That was like our system for notes and like assignments, whatever. And they'd be like, oh, when you're, when you have your day off, check the blackboard, you're going to have something due the next day. I'm like, who do you think I am? Who do you think I am? Well, the worst is right now because a lot of schools are already set up for remote instead of a snow day. They're like, oh, remote day. I would cry. And I'm like really torn right now because they say there's going to be power outages. And part of me is like, oh, thank God I could get a day off of work that way. But then the other half of me is like, holy shit, a power outage. Like I'm going to freeze to death. Like you don't want a power outage. That's a concern. That is a concern. But even when I think about the power outage, even if we did have work off, This is a thing that I never realized I would miss about school versus post-grad because I Mm -hmm. I honestly like post-grad better than I do school just because I'm interested more in like what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But in college, you can miss the day of class. You'll survive. You could take the whole day off. You'll survive. Like the catch-up work is minimal. You miss a day working in the real world. It feels like a week you have to make up. Oh yeah. The emails. The emails alone. The emails are honestly a monsoon flooding my inbox. And then even personal emails you have to respond to, which I never do anymore. Like my actual personal emails. I'm really good at responding to my work emails. I'm like, if only I was this good with my personal emails. Mm-hmm. Like I'll look at it. I'll browse. I honestly only care about the email I get every day from my bank to say, okay, this is the amount you have left. This is like your, this is your savings. This is your checking. <laughs> and then after I look at the email, I'm like, ah, oh, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Um, speaking of snow days, my sister did get in a car crash today, um, in the snow at the post office. She was going to return her free people shirt that she waited the last day to return it. And she decided to get in a car crash and drive in this snowstorm to return this one shirt that probably cost $50 that is less than a car dent. So she saw laughing in the background. That's what's going on on this beautiful Sunday. I'm laughing because you're like, she decided to get into a car crash as if she decided to. Okay. Well, okay. The pod listeners don't know this, but my sister, this is the second thing she's done. So about a month ago, she decides to bring this microformer home. And this microformer is a mix of Pilates bar all wrapped into one. And this is, it's a long board. That's kind of like a surfboard, but it's weighted and it's portable. So brings it home, brings it to South Carolina. I get stuck in the back seat with this fucking microformer and then brings it to go back. She's carrying this thing to her car. And instead of asking someone to help her, she decides, oh my God, I'm going to carry it myself. Carries it herself, shatters our whole entire glass screen door. And um, we literally just got a fix probably last weekend. And it was broken for a month. It literally, the dogs could have gotten out. There were so many things that happened. There was so much glass that had to be cleaned up. It was the biggest fiasco of 2021. As of January, it was the biggest fiasco. That I feel so bad for her. I don't. My mom didn't make her pay for it, but I've been like, bro, you need to pay for this. Like, what I the fuck I can't wait are you to doing? see you as a parent one day. No, my dad's actually scared for me to be a parent because I'm such a hardo. I just think certain things can easily be avoided. Like that could have easily been avoided. Like you use your head. Maybe that's a little cold. I don't know. I think I'm slightly cold because I grew up with sisters and I don't do the dumb things they do. So then I'm just like, come on. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> You're also putting your sisters on blast. Well, that's okay. I love them. They're great. Obviously only I can talk shit on them. We can talk shit on them for the podcast purposes, but anyone else who talks shit on them, I will come for you. Don't do it. Um, one time my sister in high school, someone was like making fun of her in a group chat, my younger sister. And I took it upon myself to say something to the person who was making fun of her. And I basically said like, I don't know who you think you are, but you need to stop messing with my sister. And I love that. You're such a nice sister. Obviously I would like, I'm not going to let my sister get bullied. So this is why my my younger sister, Annie's really good at sports. She's always been really good at sports. She played on varsity when she was varsity basketball, when she was 
freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. So all four years of high school. And people would be would pick on her because they weren't getting playing time. And she was as a freshman, as a point guard and as a sophomore and other people who were older than her just weren't. And they were like pissed about it. And I don't know what to tell you if your skills aren't there, your skills aren't there. So basically someone was like making fun of her and putting her down in this group message, trying to be funny. And I was like, if you think you're slick, you're not. And if you deal with, if you say something like that to her, I will come up to you and I will confront you because you're being rude and nasty. I think don't sister. Get on my bad side. If I had a sister, I think I'd do the same thing. Like I get so mad when someone says something to my friends. Like sometimes I get even more mad than my friend does. And I'm like, yeah. are, you, are you not going to be here? On Is the there an instance of this? Cause I don't know if I would, it depends on what the situation was. You know what I mean? Like sometimes there's a fine line of stepping over it, depending on who the person is and not, do you know, do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm like, okay, yeah. I should get involved. Sometimes I'm like, no, it's not. It's no, not no, no. It. I do it when it's like something random or like, not when it's like involving like mutual friends or anything like that, but like when someone randomly is rude. For example, the most recent example, um, my friend Lindsay, who you guys are going to hear later in this podcast, she, me and her big caller daddy fans. And she mm-hmm. is like religiously like comments on Alex's pictures. Oh my um, God. And she, she wrote something and someone wrote back something so rude to her comment and reading it like just got me so angry. So mm-hmm. I started a, a fight. I, I ended up getting blocked. Yeah, because I was like, what the hell's your problem? This girl was like- Okay, okay, okay. Wait, so what was Lindsay's comment? Ugh, let me see if I can- Bring it up. It. What was her comment and what did you say back? Oh my God, I can't. I always read people's comments because that's the juiciest part of Instagram is when these public figures post and the comments are just wild. Oh, I found it. I found it. Okay, Lindsay commented, I came in, because it was an episode with Alex talking about like her being toxic. And Lindsay just okay. said, I came into 2021 more toxic than ever having feelings and then this girl comments back and goes oh my gosh you're so cool and not basic at all with your toxicity and oh my gosh having feelings for someone no way you're so cool and different toxic is such a cute look and bro you're following call her daddy like what do you mean and then I started fighting back with her because I was like, do you have nothing better to do? And it turned out that this girl had been commenting on a bunch of other girls posts on Alex's photo and like writing rude comments. And then she wrote something like, I'm just going to go listen to Sophia with an F. And I'm like, what is your problem? Like, first off, why are you commenting? I It just blows my mind that there are people in this world who will go to someone's page who they hate and then hate yeah it makes no people. sense I think I wrote back like you have this much free time like I'm sorry you feel so insecure about your life and she's like you must feel insecure writing back to me and like my no, no I don't boy. bitch no I you're probably like no I don't I actually stand up for other women and you know what just because someone comments saying they've been toxic doesn't mean they continue to plan on being toxic and doesn't mean they're a toxic person like I just think sometimes people take these smallest things and blow them out of proportion and make it literal. Like everyone on social media thinks everything is literal and that you can see all sides of a person based on one comment or one picture. And it's like, no, you don't know someone's life. And now you're trying to throw judgment on them. Like you're not God. So sit the fuck down. Exactly. That's how I feel. But besides that, I did just get a halo extension that I put all of our social media. If you don't follow us, we're at the Moral Hangover Podcast. Okay. And I should have captioned my Instagram, switch my wig, but can feel like he's cheating. Because I feel like a Kylie Jenner with this in. I love it. So just putting a one halo makes it look like you have extensions. Like that's all you needed? So that's all I needed. Basically what a halo is for people who don't know is it's this high grade fishing wire that's connected to a weft of hair. The weft of hair that I have is 200 grams and it's 22 inches. So it's pretty 200 thick, grams. That sounds like a drug. 200 grams. Not a drug. Thankfully, not a drug, just some hair. So it sits on my head. It's actually like pretty lightweight, but the only one caveat I have is they had to cut into my hair. So I had to get layers and they had to cut it instead of doing a blunt, they went into the hair so that it didn't look so blunt at the end so that it blends in when I curl it. Which like right now I haven't even done my hair and it kind of looks natural blended. Whereas if I had a blunt cut, you'd be able to see where my real hair is and where the extension is. So that's how they do it. I was always wondering that. So that's my little friend. We're going to call her Bianca. Hey, Bianca. I love her. 
I kind of think I need to cut two inches off of it, but how do you I clean her? So I can shampoo her, I can condition her, I can curl her, I can do anything I want with her, honestly. Wow. And how long does it last for? So the hair lasts as long as you take care of it. So the more heat you put on it, obviously the more crusty and damaged it's going to get. So they said I should have up to one to two years with this. So I basically That's a long time. Yeah, and I basically got the halo because I would want to do hand-tied extensions, but right now I don't have the funds for hand-tied extensions because they're $1,000. And also, it's a lot of maintenance. I'm just not that committed to it yet because it's, like, it's sewn into your hair, the hand-tied. So it basically complicates everything in your life from, like, washing your hair to, like, drying your hair. So I just want to test this out first and see if I can handle this weight before I do the next step and actually get them sewn in. So TBD. You're so LA. I love it. I feel like that's a, a thing. A bitch right now. wishes. A bitch wishes. Okay. Now I was like taking selfies and I was like, oh my God, like I'm a fashion Nova girl. Like I oh, like a pretty little thing girl. That's how I felt with my extensions. I felt like that one model from Pretty Little Thing, Sophia, who's so pretty. She's like brunette, has this long hair all over TikTok. I was like, I am her today. I just associate long hair with sex appeal. I don't know why. And I'm not yes. saying you can only be sexy with long hair. You can be sexy any any hairstyle you want. Um but for me, like when I think of like my dream, Katie Dombrowski, it's long hair. Mm-hmm. No. What's like your dream girl? Like I actually thought about this the other day and I was working out and I remember this one boy in college told me that I'll never be his dream girl. Okay. <gasps> How fucked up is that? Which is fine because. Why? So I was flirting with him. We were like kind of talking and then I wasn't going to like do things with him and I don't think he liked that so he basically told me I'm not his dream girl and that his dream girl is this other girl and I was like okay then go be with her and it's sad that that comment is still ingrained in me and I was like you know what fuck it I'm gonna be my own dream girl I'm gonna be my own dream girl okay because that's what we live for ourselves at the end of the day and I was yeah, thinking like, yeah. who who my dream girl would be like who is the dream Kate Dombrowski so like who is your dream Victoria Bruno like if you could describe who that would be oh I like this I would say and I know we're you can say physically and you can say like personality and all-encompassing I would say physically I would clearly like to have a nicer stomach I think my stomach is like don't we biggest- all yeah, but one day I just dream of dropping that Instagram where my stomach just looks bomb. But will that happen? Probably not. But it may. It may one day. Um, and I hope you're all there to see it when it happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will be there. I will be there. And then my second biggest thing, like physically, would have to be my hair because I've been growing it out since eighth grade, which you're probably like, what? Why eighth grade? So my hair is naturally like really, really curly. And then I went to this hairdresser and she thinned out my hair and my hair was ruined ever since. And, um, and it's funny because one of my like guy best friends, his sister went to the same hairdresser and they gave her a terrible haircut and like thinned out her oh hair. So um, well, no one will know That's why I feel it, like but... you should never, like, I hate, I get PTSD when people try to thin my hair out. Yeah. Anyone listening, never let anyone thin your hair out. Like, do not. The only way I'll let someone thin my hair out is I will let them cut into the hair. Like, instead of a blunt cut, I'll let them cut into it so it's not blunt but do not let people cut into your hair when they give you layers do not let them take the thinning shears and go through your head never let that shit fly ever yeah because your hair grows back like a fucking raccoon oh yeah it was terrible but besides the point freaking kim but yeah her name was kim and okay so stomach and hair what would be like your but my hair, I want it to be long. I my and you know what my dream is, and I know that's not gonna happen. But my dream is to just have long, beautiful, curly hair. But like, it, it just hasn't happened yet. I haven't reached. You should there. just so get a weave day. at this point. Just get a weave, and when you get it, what you can get a weave that's um naturally curled hair. So then it'll curl with your real hair. Maybe I should eventually. I think I'm you rich. should test out a halo. Like my halo makes. I put that on. I'm like. I am the baddest bitch to walk in the room. I think you should get one tried out. Okay, so what about personality-wise? What are, like, your dream goals for Victoria Bruno? Like, your dream girl vibes? Um, I would say just being, like, confident and, like, loving my life and not caring what anyone has to say, which I feel like I'm getting close to it, but not there just yet. 
but yeah I just want to radiate just positive energy not giving two f's loving life and everything like that I feel like I do a good job of that right now thank you like I think having this podcast has pushed us to be more confident just Mm -hmm. it's like forced confidence because we have to be comfortable putting ourselves out there for our brand to grow Mm -hmm. that's been like kind of a blessing in that respect I know because like my inner little girl who like wanted to be a YouTube star and now that I'm like comfortable doing a podcast like yeah sometimes I'm like holy crap like people are listening to me like people are gonna judge me all that stuff they're gonna be like why is she saying that I'm like I honestly don't care like I'm over it at this point if this is what's making me happy and now going on a tangent about the pandemic I just feel like in the pandemic it's been like the most time that we've been alone with ourselves and you have to truly like love yourself. You want to enjoy time with yourself and do the things that you want, because guess what? Like everyone's doing what's best for them. So you should be doing what brings you the most joy. And if me doing a podcast and creating content is something that like I truly enjoy, but the one thing stopping me is what others are going to say about me. Like that doesn't make any sense of why that should stop someone. And it really does. It stops a lot of people and you just have to like go for it and do it. Okay. Now tell us yours. My dream girl, Katie Dombrowski. Well, I already think I'm her and I... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> which Happy is probably energy. no surprise to anyone. But when I think of like my dream, Katie Dombrowski, I think of me when I'm like my most confident, like when I'm feeling myself, when I'm not down on myself, when I think the world is my oyster and that I can accomplish anything. And I always say 50% of that, I'm like that. And the other 50%, you know, sometimes my anxiety gets the best of me and I'm not like the fun bubbly Katie, like sometimes I get in my head and I just get worked up over things. So channeling more of that confidence and like showing up with the highest version as myself every day I need to work on doing that more often I love that but physically I think I'm a bad fucking bitch um I didn't think that recently until I started working out I started working out religiously and it's been a bitch and I've been eating clean for most of it and I've been starting to see like little baby abs come up and I'm really proud of myself and I don't think I've had abs since high school I saw them on your TikTok Thank you. So way to go. <laughs> so I've been trying really hard. And I think what brings me the most confidence is when I like set a goal and actually end up doing it. And like, I don't know, do you, I feel like sometimes setting a goal can be tough because at first you want it to happen overnight and it doesn't happen overnight. And then you're like still trying. You're like, when, when am I going to see results? But I think just sticking to my goals and brings me confidence when they actually work out. No, I completely agree because I had this conversation yesterday with my mom because maybe like two months ago or so when our work announced that we weren't going to go back until May, who knows, it's probably going to get extended even further. My lease was up end of January. So I was like, should I just keep my apartment? Like, what should I do? And like, it just left me with so much uncertainty. Like, I didn't know if I was making the right decisions. And my goal was just like, get it done. Like I organized everything like to move out. I didn't hire movers, but I did have my brother and my boyfriend help me. And I I bought a u-haul truck like who knew I was capable of that I basically like moved myself out and then another thing like you have to cancel all your services and what there's like utilities wi-fi all those things you don't think of and I was like how am I going to do this in the midst of us working on the podcast working all those things and then yesterday like I officially gave the keys to my landlord and my mom's Mm. like you did it you did it and I'm like I did it. Not that that's a goal, but just like the things in life that you want to accomplish or get to. And like, I needed to get to that move and I got to it. And you're like, yeah. And you feel good about yourself when you do things like that. So it goes on like all levels. I think, wait, first off, did you cry after you moved? I haven't even checked in with you since your move. Have you cried? Did you cry when you gave me your keys? What was it like? I did it. But when I texted you, like when I first got there and I saw the empty apartment, I like started to tear up. And then I was like, stop thinking about it. Like, just do it. (laughs) Speaking of sadness with moves, everyone knows I've said this 20 million times. I'm planning on moving out in May, but the closer it comes, the more I have second thoughts. I'm like, I'm I'm scared to move out on my own. I'm scared to not be with my family every day. I'm so used to the life I have now that I can't picture the change. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I can and I can't. Like, I've been waiting for this for so long. I'm like, okay, I've been home for almost two years in May. And yes, it's been fun, but I just feel like I'm missing out on a lot of experiences. And when I'm 25, I don't want to be like, oh, I still live at home. But then at the same time, like my mom's like, you may move out and we may still be in a pandemic and things may not be open and you may not be able to even do the things you think you're going to be doing. I'm like, okay, you have a good point. Mm -hmm. I know. Well, okay. Besides the point of the pandemic stuff, my like biggest advice, because I truly like felt that way so much. And I was like, how am I going to do this? My plan was always to move home after college. And I was like, how am I going to do it? How am I going to live alone? Like, it's good that you're going to have a roommate, but you just one day do your move and you go to bed that night and you're like, I'm doing it. And, and that's as simple as it goes. Like, seriously, I'm like it's scared. I'm scared. I know. I know. I know. Cause you were, I can't even talk because you lived on your own. Like I can't even sleep on my own when I'm in a hotel, to be honest. Like I'm scared shitless, but that's also because my mom and grades in my head that some psychopath's going to break into my room and all this shit. But yeah. I know I'm going to have a roommate, but like, I feel like I'm still going to be scared like sleeping at night by myself. Mm-hmm. Well, good thing you'll be in a building. That's a yeah. plus. The leading up to it is truly the worst part because you're thinking of, first off, am I going to die? Um, secondly, like, am I going to like it? First How am I going to cook food? How am I going to grocery yeah. shop? Will I have friends? All these things that go through your head. And then you just do the move and you're like, oh, this is fine. All those worries that I worried about, like, are not really that relevant. And you just like do it. But the roommate thing, like that always different learning how people live because you think someone's normal when you, I guess not even normal, but everyone has different ways they're accustomed to growing up and doing things. And then you live with someone you're like, oh, like this person does something this way and this person does something the other way. So just like finding common ground with that. Mm-hmm. I think, you, yeah, it's like communication is the biggest thing. Like what things get you mad? What gets me the most mad at a roommate is a roommate that does not fill up the Brita. And oh like, God, I, think I, I made that. that- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I make it clear though. And I'm like, um, let's, let's fill up the Brita in my roommates always did that. So if there's something that you think will like really grind your gears, you have to yeah. communicate that up front. And my I roommates fill up the Brita. If anything, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like living with people in college, if anything grind my gears, I think my biggest pet peeve is when people take things to mind without asking. And also it depends on level of friendship. Like I lived with like seven people my senior year and one of the girls seven people yeah it was a lot the biggest thing that bothered me is when people take my things without asking like this one girl took my heater and I saw it in her room and I was like what the fuck are you doing with that like obviously I don't mind if anyone borrows anything of mine I'm happy to share but I didn't like the shock of walking in and being like why is this down here like you obviously went through my stuff like I didn't like that not that I had anything to hide but it's just like a respect thing and even my siblings, that's the one thing that pisses me off. Like if they come in my room and they borrow something, I'd let you borrow anything, but as long as you ask me. No, I'm the exact same way. And I don't think it's like an unreasonable thing to feel bad about. Like I almost don't get how people just take things and don't ask the person. It's like the shock of it. I if I go home and I'm like, where's my heater? I'm like, where's yeah. my heater? <laughs> like if I know, oh, I, I'm letting, like it just mentally, I need to know where my things are. And if it's misplaced, yeah. like I need to be asked. So I know where it goes. Totally that. And then my second thing is when someone moves their laundry without telling you, or if they move mm. it and it's like still wet and they, I remember in college, like people, if like my laundry was still and they had to dry their stuff. They would literally take it out of the washer, put it on top of the washer, dry their shit first, and then wait till their shit was dry and put mine in. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want my clothes sopping wet, getting moldy and smelling like you know that smell, that that mildew smell. And then it goes in the dryer, then I have to rewash it. Like, what do you think you're doing? Like, could you just have notified me? Or maybe just maybe just do your laundry at a certain time and schedule so like it's not on mine. Like, I don't know. I that that also is just so frustrating for me. Like, even living at home, like my dad always does his laundry on the weekends, and that's when I try to do my laundry. And I'm just like, you're cutting into my schedule. I guess I can't talk because he pays for everything. So it's like, I guess I'm cutting into his schedule, but <laughs> inconvenient. No, I get that. I would say though, the things that I am good at as a roommate, I think being like happy when I see them, like, I feel like that really can make or break a roommate, but I think I can bring the happiness, positive vibes. Like I remember my one roommate used to write notes to me and she'd be like, have a good day and like shit like that. She I think would? I'm going to try and do that. Yeah. It was really sweet. That's so I think cute. I'm going to try and do that. What are you good at as a roommate? Cause we've never lived together. I just like not to toot my own horn. I just think I'm toot overall it. just like a great roommate. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I think that I give everyone their space. I'm chill. Um, I'm clean. I just, I think I'm fine. I mean, I'd like to know my roommate's opinions. I should ask them one day. 
This is my biggest question though, for like moving in with your friends. Yeah. Do you have to tell them where you go and when you go? Like in adulthood, if you're mm. going somewhere like where they're like not invited or not that they're like purposely not invited. Like if you're going to something with like work friends and they're not really friends with your work friends or you're going, do you know what I'm saying? Like something like that. Do you tell them or how, or do you invite them or how does that kind of go down? I feel like that like was a thing opinion. in college you needed to do, but I feel like you, you shouldn't need to, like you need to live your life. I think only maybe if you're like coming home late so the other person doesn't think a burglar is coming in. Like, what do you think about that? I guess it depends on the situation. Like if I'm going to a boy's house, I'm like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to be home or not tonight, but like just a heads up in case I'm not home. Like maybe something like that. Like if I'm going on a date, I think I would obviously tell them. But if I'm going just to work, probably not. But if I'm going to work and then like maybe something after, be like, hey, like I probably won't be home until like this time. Just mm-hmm. giving you a heads up. Because I think that's like respectful then because they know at least like what time they have to themselves. And like, obviously people do weirder things than by themselves. Like it's comforting knowing you have the whole place to yourself for a little bit because you can kind of like plan things you want to do when the other person's not there. Like oh, for example, true. I clean best when no one's at the house. Like I would love to clean when no one's there just because there's not people in my way or like things to move. And I don't want to hear anyone's opinion. I just want to get the job done. Things like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that. And my thing also is since we live in a a city, like it's also like a safety thing. Like you want to know where your friend is or at least know if they're coming home or if they're not coming home. So you don't need to, you know, call the police on them. Yeah, totally. What do you think about sharing your location with your roommate? I think you should. I think you should too. Honestly, I share my location with my mom too. Like I share my location so with my do mom. I. I share it with my sister. Like in case anything were to happen, they all know where I, where I am every moment mm-hmm. of the day. And also it's not like I'm hiding where I am. Like I'm not lying about where I am. I used to do that when I was like in high school, but I don't now. I agree. I was thinking this the other day because sometimes, I mean, if you think I worry a lot, my mom worries even 10 times more than I do. And I share my location with her, um, but my brother doesn't. And he's six years older than me. And I think like that generation of people like older think that sharing your location is like creepy and invasion of privacy. But I truly think it's it's a safety thing. Like I think right now more than ever, I mean, it's sad that our world is like that. Like you want to make sure your loved ones are safe and mm-hmm. um So I really, I don't look at it as like an invasion of privacy at all, even though I know there are like a lot of people who do. And I'm, I'm like, I would like you to know where I am. There's no such thing at privacy at this point in life anymore. People (laughs) want to be like, oh, I want to be more private and more private. This is the reality of it. People put more on social media nowadays and their neighbors know about them. Like I will stalk my neighbors to find info about them because I barely talk to like certain ones of them. But like, there's so much info out on the internet now that there's no such thing as private. Like people can piece their life or like they can piece together a little bit of your life very quickly. So exactly. like, oh, it's a privacy thing. It's like, well, are you having an affair? Like where, what are you, where are you going? <laughs> where are you going? That's going to cause concern. You know, look at this point in life when people are like, no privacy. Like, do you not want, know the world we live in right now? And especially with the internet, like people can find where people live. It's a scary place and everything's public record out there. So like you could find anything out within an instant mm-hmm. exactly so I'm I I'm here for it I think it's fine I think if you're religiously checking that person's location that's something off with you like you should probably not wait but what do you okay actually do you share location with Andrew because I've always wondered what people in relationships do if they share locations yeah I Andrew and I do and we started to in college and we also have our read receipts on which Ew, I, I, hate the words. I hate that you do that Okay, so basically, like, let's take a trip back to uh, Andrew in college. Okay, he wasn't a good communicator. Um, Yeah, just not a good communicator. And having his location and having read receipts on truly like helped. Because first off, if he wasn't answering me, I could just like look at his location and be like, oh, he's here. Like, that's that's why he's not answering because then you're like your mind really starts going saying like what could they be doing what are they thinking like all those things and just like having that clarity like makes you feel okay and Mm -hmm. then same with read receipts I liked having it on because sometimes I'd say like have fun today or like you know one of those texts and or if they're not answering you all day just seeing that they read it I'm like okay, they at least like looked at their phone. That means that they're intentionally not texting rather than like not seeing the read. And you're like, what are they doing? Like, do they even wait, but do you text? think the read starts more drama? Do you think the red receipts starts more drama? Uh, not as much. I think it, it could, but 
at the same time, the amount, like where my brain would go without knowing if someone like read my text message, like gives me a lot more anxiety than not, if that makes sense. See, I get almost more pissed off if I know that someone's read my message. Like something about it just really? triggers me. Like I remember recently someone, when I first started talking to them, they would text me and have their reds on. And I called them out. I was like, you're literally just like drama. If you have your reds on and you're texting me. And they're like, you're being so dramatic. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't want to know when you read my message. Like, I think, I think if, I think if, if you're at a certain level of whatever the friendship relationship is, and you know that person well enough to know their intentions of what the red is, then I think that's fine. But I think when you don't know that person well enough and they have the red receipts on, it's it's like, are you trying to be like malicious? Like, are you trying to like trigger me? Is this a game? I don't, I can't read it. I can't figure out and wrap my head around it. Yeah. The way that you worded it is perfect. Like if you know the intention of the red, that changes everything. When it's someone random or a friend, I'm like, oh my God, they read my text. Like, yeah, it gets me. It's a lot different. But when you know the intention of it, I think it's good for someone who's a bad texter to at least know the intention. Like, okay, they at least saw my text. I don't know. I'd get so worked up. Like, did should you I see put, my should text? Should I put my reds, my reds onto you? Because I do read yours. I just, I'll, I'll do something in between and then I won't respond. And I'll be like, oh, shit, I didn't respond yet. Like, I will read uh-huh. your text and I'll put my phone on. Then I'll go eat like chips and queso and go on the treadmill. And then I'll like go do this, this, this. And I'll come back to my phone. I'm like, oh, fuck, Victoria texted me and I didn't respond. I should probably respond now, like three hours later. I feel like since we started doing this podcast and how often that we talk, I feel like I can really read what you're doing when you don't answer my text like I'm like oh she's either like taking a nap like she's busy like I know that you're like never someone to intentionally ignore my text or if you hadn't texted me all day I'm like oh like oh wow she must really be having a busy day I don't know I think I'm like I can read what you're doing when you don't answer okay bless but yeah but I think couples that don't share their location it kind of weirds me out I'm like 50 50 on sharing your location with a boyfriend I think it depends what point in the relationship. Yeah. Like I, I have done it in previous relationships. So I think it did cause some issues. Like, I don't know, but I do agree with you. Like if you're dating for as long as you guys have been dating, then I think location's fine. But I think in a new relationship, like I wonder when's that, when is that point to say, Hey, can we start sharing your locations? Yeah, no, I agree. And also now that I think more about it, I feel like we did those things because we did long distance. So I feel like in those situations, like long distance, it's it's good to do it because I mean, I guess if you, let's say you're both in college and you're on campus, like it, you, you want to be psycho, like you can go find them. Like yeah. That's, that's, that part or probably snap isn't the best. Maps. Like yes. this is what I don't understand when people who are our age, who are like 24, 25, and they still have snap maps on. I'm like, why do you want people to know where you are? Like people who keep their snap maps on, they want people to be like, oh, she's here. We should go here. That's what I think, at least. No, I agree. And if you have your Snapchat maps on and you don't want someone to know where you are, turn your snap maps on. Like you clearly have them on for a purpose. Yeah. Speaking of text messaging, I love that me and you can do voice messaging because sometimes I'll do a voice message to Andrew and he's like, what the hell is that? (laughs) I'm leaving you a voice message. They're the best thing. They are the best thing. I used to talk so much shit on my friend Callahan because she used to send me voice memos. Or like Danielle Irwin, who we've had on this podcast, City Wife, Suburban Life. Um, She would send me voice messages. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? But when you're like doing things and you don't have your fingers to type, it's like the easiest thing. Or if you just have a thought in your head and instead of trying to text it out and explain it, you just want to say it, it makes things so much easier. It's our best tool of communication it really is it really is I was actually listening to yours today my sister was in my room and I was like come look at my new carpet and I was getting ready for the manscape ad I was creating also subtle plug we have a coupon code with manscaped code moral 20% off go cop it at manscaped.com but I was filming for that and you like sent me a voice memo and I listened back to it and my sister was like what are you doing and I'm like oh this is how we communicate like this is Victoria and I'm trying to listen to what she's trying to say but Today, we have Lindsay Moraskin from Jappy Jaws. She is a fellow Temple girl. Her podcast is hilarious. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. She is coming on for Phone a Friend, and we're going to talk about the latest Bachelor tea. Ooh. Is The Bachelor making an example of these bullies? 
Okay, I don't know if we should say example because there are really great girls. All right. Also, thanks for that intro. It was really good. Um, yeah, no, it thanks. was. No, kiss it my was. Ass, keep going. I'm. I'll, you want me to kiss and I'll kiss it even more. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is that I think that they're just doing way too much Frank inviting. I was talking about this actually on my episode where the producers are really picking and choosing what they want to show of the girls, and it's just drama. And yeah. I was actually watching an interview of Matt James and he was literally confirming what I was just saying that the producers are taking away the time that he has with these great girls that the conversations that they're having, like Kit, who I think everybody says looks like you, Katie, which I don't see. I hear, wait, listen to this. So so this guy, I uh -huh. went to University of Dayton with him. He Snapchat messaged me out of the blue and goes, you know, this girl looks like you. I'm like, yep. Uh-huh, 20 people have already told me this. Thank you for being number 21. It's just because you're short and blonde. Like, okay, like, great. No, There's it's so the many face, other like, from the side, I really see a lot of similarity. Not from straight on, but from the side. It's like the cheek situation. Okay, fair enough. But I still think, like, you guys are very different. Um, yeah, Anywho, Matt was really raving about his time with Kit, not really giving away anything. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, it's because, like, so much light was shed on Queen Victoria and Anna and MJ on all the negative people. So when you really think about it, you're really only getting three people that are acting that way. And I think it's also bullshit when they're trying to put on the facade. And I think MJ does this. And I wanted to believe that she was a cool girl. Wait, I, I have tea on her. I know people. So I'm just going to Ohio University of Dayton. Shout out Hudson, Ohio. A lot of people from Dayton are from there. And a friend of mine actually knows people from Hudson and gave me all the tea on MJ. Her real name's Meredith. No one I calls heard her that, MJ. Yes. And she literally unfollowed all of these people before she came on The Bachelor. So there's a lot of tea surrounding her that hasn't been released to the public. No, I've heard so many similar things. I'm going to ask you for more one day. But okay. <laughs> I think MJ does a really good job at playing like, I'm a bitch, I'm mean, to like make that an act. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some people that just like being miserable and like showing that facade. There's nothing great about being a bitch. And like, if that's just your one personality trait, you could be a bitch about anything, any time of day. But if that's you 24 seven, like- I don't want to be around you. So I think they're showing that side of her and she's really playing that character. So people talk about her. So I don't know if they're necessarily showing an example of what these girls are like, but I think they're just showing the very few that do act like this when we could really be seeing people like Abigail, Chelsea, and all the other ones that really have a story in that aren't fucking crazy. Can I curse? Yeah, yeah, you can curse. Okay. Abigail, like the whole like intimate conversation she had with Matt. Amazing. I don't care about Victoria's bra anymore or why she thinks. Oh my God. My sister terrible. and I were watching Bachelor and she goes, why is her bra out like that? And I'm like, I didn't even notice until she reminds me of high school. <laughs> it reminded me of middle school when we all discovered that we had cleavage and we wanted to show off that we were wearing. Yes, 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 like, yes. I don't understand it. So I think ignoring that and like her and her Dyson air wrap can go elsewhere. Oh God, I have zero so funny when they desire. That. I was like, of course they're showing it. Like subtle plug. I'm sure they sponsored the show. Oh, of 100%. So what? yeah, I think they're not setting an example. What really rubbed me the wrong way is that now they want to talk about the bullying. Like we are probably what, five or six episodes into the season mm -hmm. and Victoria has been a bully since day one. And all of a sudden now they're like, oh, bullying. We're not, we're standing up against bullies. And it's like, no, you're, you're not. doing this for PR to get on Good Morning America that I watch every morning talking about bachelor addressing bullying when it's like, this has been every week. And all of a sudden you want to make it a PR stunt. Oh, okay, it's also, disgusting. I did watch that Good Morning America interview with Matt James. I did watch that as well. The thing that bothers me the most is obviously people need to remember this is a TV show. People come onto this show, you sign your rights away, you know what to expect. They're going to typecast you based on however you interview with these producers, and they're going to go with that role because they're looking for people to fill different spots. Like they want a villain, they want the antagonist, they want yeah. all of that. They want the girl who's like that, ah, like everyone wants her, everyone wants to be her. She's the sweetest soul. So, I feel like we I don't think, even have that yet this season, though. I like, think people are trying to make Katie that girl that's like, everyone's like, oh my God, we love her. There's she's rumor that people. she's going to be the Bachelorette, though. I saw that. Because she hasn't been very active. She hasn't been responding to anyone. I actually reached out to her on for Jappy Jaws, and like producer said, like, oh, till they're eliminated, they can't do any appearances. That's good so, to know. That's good it, to know for us. Thank you for that. Um, I think my, I think where I think they're trying to make the bachelor like the bible with this whole 
what's good, what's wrong, all of that. I uh-huh. think it comes from Matt being so new that obviously mm-hmm. he didn't have the experience of this is how it's supposed to go down. I think he's getting pushed back to producers being like, no, I don't want this to go down on my season. Like, I don't want people to remember me being the one that was letting all this shit happen. If mm-hmm. someone's telling me this, because obviously producers aren't going to pull them aside and say, hey, they're starting drama here. Like, you should stop it. No, because they want ratings. This is a TV show. It's a business. It has never been this catty before. Like everyone had people that they didn't like, like Colton season. Everybody loved shitting on Demi. I think she's hysterical. That is her personality. People from Caitlin Bristow season, the whole rivalry with Sean Booth and Nick Vile. Okay, that's great for ratings, but this is the worst I've ever seen it. And I think, cause Vic and I literally text during it. I was like, this isn't even enjoyable at this point. It's just yeah. like, okay, I don't even see Matt. I just see these girls. Like, I didn't want to just watch another rendition of Mean Girls 2. I won't even give it the satisfaction of being Mean Girls. It's Mean Girls 2. You know yeah, what I'm and saying? I really feel like they're making every girl look bad. Like, yes. they even made Sarah, who has a terminally ill father, look bad. And it's like, yeah. you're making everyone look terrible. Can I exactly. just say, though, since yes. looking at their ratings on The Bachelor, they have been shitting the bed in ratings recently. And I think really? it's attributed to people going on Peacock, doing these streaming services. People aren't buying cable. Mm-hmm. And the last couple of seasons of Bachelor have done, they didn't meet, like, um quota. percentage goal or quota. Yeah, whatever the television term is. They didn't meet that rate they're all below average of what the ratings are. And I don't know if that's because of the marketing or because you would think video consumption would be up during COVID. Yeah, no, for sure. I know a lot of people stream through YouTube TV. That's like a great one, especially if you're in college. Like I would use that when I was away at school because we didn't have cable. Like we didn't watch enough to do it, but I also didn't want to miss it and like hear all about it on Twitter the next day when I was going to watch it later that night. So I think YouTube TV is a great source for that, but I'm surprised that they're not taking streaming services into that account. If you follow TV Deets on Instagram, they had all the ratings of how it's been producing versus like every other reality TV show. And that's like my diehard follow it just to see what's popping and what's not. There you mm-hmm. go. Well, also I need to add, my mom has been watching The Bachelor since I season one and we commentary. watch it now. I know her commentary is so funny. Cause I was like, oh, I would love to date Matt. She's like, I don't want to date him. <laughs> like, okay. They make him seem so dry. They make him seem. Yeah. I think this is the thing. They do. He is processing what he's thinking in his head. And you can tell he's thinking about what he's going to say before he says it. So that he doesn't sound like an idiot, which yes, I applaud you for that. You have the Wake Forest degree. Yes. You're definitely smart. Mm-hmm. And I think he's worried about how he'll be perceived on this because he doesn't want to let down black people. He doesn't want to let down white people. Like I get that, but we're not seeing the real side of him. And that's what I kind agree. of bothers me as a viewer, because we know him being friends with Tyler C obviously he probably gets so many girls and he's used to like being a social person and being funny and being in that type of environment but why aren't we seeing that out of him exactly and that's Mm -hmm. what's so wrong with this season like my mom was saying this is not like how the bachelor used to be and that's probably why they're losing ratings because people don't want to watch this drama if they did they'd go to mtv Exactly. I much rather watch an interview from him. Like today I watched the entire interview he had with chicks in the office and he went in detail of what he liked about which girl when they were on topic, like best dressed, obviously he went into stuff about kid. I love that he was so intricate because we don't see him doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I actually saw a TikTok of some person had Matt James on their Zoom for their sports team. And I don't know how that was organized. So basically they're filming him. And I guess he did like a guest presentation on this sports team, which makes sense because he played college sports. I get it. So he was being so fun and bubbly. And he was like, what, are you going to talk shit on me because he kissed my eyes open? Like he was being funny. He was being playful. That's what we want to see as an audience. We don't want to see this like prim and proper person. No one can fall in love with someone if you don't show your emotions. Exactly. But I think he does do a great job hitting the nail on the head with ending all the drama. Like he could have given Anna like a second to explain herself. He was just like, I need to do what's right. Not just for me, but for these girls too. Because if that was my daughter in that room, like that could ruin her life from here on out. Just a simple rumor or calling someone a hoe that wasn't in context. So I think he does a good job with being like, all right, thanks, but no thanks. See you later. Yeah, but why did he take so long to do it for Victoria? That's what's not sitting with me. Producers. 100%. Well, also producers knew that Anna and Brittany Galvin knew each other. This is the thing though with The Bachelor. You have to put down all of these people who you know as reference and they call those people to find out more information on you. So it's not like this just came out of nowhere. Obviously, like something was pieced together And I'm not saying this is true or false by any means, but I'm saying like, obviously information was given to producers about whoever and doing whatever. 
Like, I think that was orchestrated. I don't think that's something that they're like, oh, this is just miraculously pop up. Like, I think producers push people to say those things. They get uh-huh. them liquored up and they're like, okay, now's the time you're boost up. So you're going to say it because you're in your feels. Exactly. I don't know. I still think though that this season, especially, they're really amping that up and really pushing one too many buttons. Because like at this point, it makes me feel like you don't even have footage of these intimate moments that Matt will have with these girls because you're just so focused on everything else. So that even if there was like a behind the scenes thing or like an after the final row ceremony where they show the bloopers, they show unseen moments that we wouldn't even have that, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. Let's get down to the bottom of this. Who is everyone's top four? I think that's what the people want to know. Who are our top four picks or Matt James' season of The Bachelor? Okay. Ooh, this is hard. I would right. be number one if I was on. I'm just putting it out there. Well, obviously it would be you if you were on. But unfortunately, because you're not on, <laughs> I would say I would say my number one still is Brie. I love Brie. I thought their date yeah. was so cute. Abigail. Um, I liked Michelle. And I'm going to leave my fourth spot open because every week someone new surprises me. I think next week when we see Piper's one-on-one, we're going to see a lot more. I can see that. Yes, because he did have that makeout with Piper, which mm-hmm. kind I of- I kind of liked it. No, I didn't though. I what? didn't. I did. It made me think he's an F-boy. It. Last week's episode made me think he was an F-boy. I was like, you're playing a sport game with whatever MJ, and then all of a sudden you're going to go make out with Piper. Like you're loving this. You have all these girls flocking to you and you're kind of being an F-boy. But honestly, at the same time, I expect nothing less because he is friends with Tyler Cameron and Tyler Cameron hangs out with Stassi Baby and all of those girls. So Mm-mm. is it shocking? No. But also I do want to get the tea on what Tyler, I want to know what Tyler actually thinks of the Gigi Hadid pregnancy because they were dating and he did go to Gigi Hadid's dad's, not dad. Mom's, grandma grandmoms so there's like something I need to untap I need to get in that once I get with Matt James in like a year but my top four I think Kit's up there I know people keep saying that she's so young but I she really is. think they have a vibe because they're both in the public life no one else is going to be in the public life post this like yes we'll have their 15 minutes of fame but she's like the classy fame not like the reality star fame okay I could see that so I think she's I don't know have an order but she's one of them um I think Brie as well let me think of who else I think Rachel. Mm, I don't like her anymore. But I don't think he likes her anymore because on Good Morning America, they were talking about how they found racist things and how she's like a MAGA fan. And so who knows? Vic, what's your top picks? Who is this girl? I'm like pulling up. Serena. Oh, I like her too. Yes. So I think definitely Brie. I think Serena. I'm trying to think who else. The thing is he... I feel like any girl he talks to, he really knows how to make them each special. So he hugs up every single girl. Like this is what's wrong with men. He says the same thing to every girl and compliments him in some way. And I'm like, you're lying to me. You're literally lying to me. And you're saying the same shit to every single person. If I was on that show, I'd be like, did you say that to the other girl? Yeah. His love language though, number one, physical touch. He is always touching one of them. Like weirdly. I'm just like horny, honestly, because like probably probably they're not getting anything. Yeah. I mean, once the fantasy suite comes around, I'm sure it's going to be Another going on. Another uh, roster. Let's see what he can buy with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed he could probably buy like a whole hot dog stand. Oh, I love hot dogs with relish and, and like, sauerkraut. Tyler could probably buy a stock, I think. A hedge fund. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I feel like he probably gets a lot of, lot of girls. See, I also could see him not because I was actually watching another YouTube video of him today and uh-huh. he was like, I'm not a big first kiss, first date guy. Like he does not Tyler? like kissing on the first date. Yeah. Yeah. I think kissing on the first date's weird, but oh, I, I will like it. say, oh no, I'm like, don't kiss me. I just ate in front of you. <sighs> um, but a friend of ours who came on the podcast, Emily Barkan, she works for NFL she came on and she met Tyler C and she was like sitting next to him at a fashion show that his, her mom has a foundation and they were like supporting this. Oh, that's designer. so nice. And Tyler C was being so friendly with her and was like, Oh, like, do you want to get a picture? And like got a picture with her. Then he was like walking out with her. So I feel like if you're that friendly, you probably do some things. I don't know. I think with Tyler C and Matt, like they are the dynamic deathly duo. So if one of them's getting something, the other one has to. It's like wingman, wingman, we're both going home. But Matt did say that Tyler's apparently following for someone next week. Following for something? Yes. They brought it up on Chicks in the Office and he said like, we have a surprise for him and he ends up with someone and it's not who you think it is. 
Okay, can I just say though, this was filmed in September. I'm sure Tyler's feelings have changed between now, February, and September for whoever this person is. I don't know. I would have more faith in a relationship with Tyler than I would with Matt, honestly. I would think the opposite. I really would. I think that Matt is even more, I don't think he knows what he's feeling, especially since he always says, I've never been in love before. So he could tell Kit that he's falling in love with her. He could tell Rachel he's falling in love with her. Yeah, because he doesn't know what like, love is to him. Okay. So I think like, regardless of who he ends up with, and I know there's a scene where he sends someone home crying, like he's the one crying. So I think he's going to really be at a crossroads. I think it's going to be kind of like an Ari and a Colton situation where he picks one and then regrets not picking the other. Yeah. Or it's going to be a Ben Higgins one where he tells the final two both of them how much he loves Oh my God, yes, yes. I am really psychoanalyzing Matt James now and I think he probably has abandonment issues from his dad leaving him. So Mm -hmm. he probably in relationships is afraid to be vulnerable because he's afraid that that person's going to leave. So he probably cuts it off before you get to that point so that that person doesn't have an an excuse to leave so he can get out of it first and not have his feelings hurt. Hmm, interesting. No, I definitely agree. I think anybody that has any sort of abandonment issues, but I mean, I do think he has a great relationship with his mom. And I think once hometowns comes running around, she will definitely be the voice of reason. I want to see if his brother comes though, because they don't really like talk about him or post about him. Yeah, I was thinking that too. That's actually a good point. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for coming on for Phone a Friend. If you guys don't follow her, go follow her at Jappy Jaws. So for a little Valentine's Day special on Jappy Jaws, they are coming on my show and we talk about things all podcast related, dating, Galentines, you know, just how to be a better girl boss and maybe a little fun game at the end, which I think exposed some fun little things about Katie and Vic that you might not know. So check that out on Thursday. My episodes air at 11 a.m. Give us your personal handle because I don't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> no, it's confusing because a lot of people just think it's an extension of my name, but it's not. It is at Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. Perfect. So <laughs> if you got that down, if not, just go to who we follow and you'll see her under it and type in Lindsay and you'll figure it out from there. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and hopefully we'll have more phone of friends with you. I love your yes. friends and I love the teas film. <laughs> Thanks. I love the same from you guys. Thank you everyone for listening. And if you don't follow us, follow us at the moral hangover podcast. We have new episodes every Monday and you can subscribe to us on Apple podcasts and Spotify podcasts. So thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.